Reflections on the Journey, Letters About the Everyday Spiritual Life by Pastor Melanie. It's April 3rd, 2019, and I had this letter all written and ready to print when I suddenly found myself gutted by grief. Tuesday afternoon, Kevin called to tell me Sister Carol Quigley had died. Sister Carol had been my spiritual director for nearly three years, and over the course of time, she became like my grandmother. Her death is a complete shock. Just a week ago, I met with her at the River House for a monthly appointment. She told me she was planning to come to my yoga class. She's 78 years old. And we had scheduled another appointment for May 2nd. But just like that, she's gone. Her housemate found her when she didn't wake up from a late morning nap. I'm thankful she went peacefully. But I'm so sad. As the words of her death knocked me literally to my knees, I was profoundly aware of how much this relationship, this beautiful woman, this spiritual grandmother meant to me. Normally my emotions take time to surface. I feel things deep inside, but I don't process them until much later. The fact that I was able to feel this grief all at once is surprisingly the fruit of my monthly meetings with Sister Carol. One of the ways I've grown over these years is in my honesty with myself. I have become more aware of how to connect my body with my mind and with my spirit, rather than compartmentalizing to protect myself. Processing emotions takes time, right? And as a person who has often mistaken my value with my productivity, I was rarely willing to take time to enter into those emotions. So these tears are good. I don't think I've ever experienced a loss like this. So sudden, so unexpected, so deeply personal. Jesus was incredibly sweet to bring Carol and I together, providing me with a relationship that helped me learn to discern the voice of the Spirit to see myself as beloved, and to step into my calling with confidence. Sister Carol taught me so much. I don't think there's an area of my life that hasn't been profoundly impacted by her, or her prayers, or her example. She was my rock, my advocate, my marriage counselor. Weird for a nun, but true. She loved my children, and she loved my husband. She had the best laugh and gave the best hugs, and looked at me with a love I had never experienced. Would you pray for me in my sadness? And would you pray for Jesus to bring me a new spiritual director? I already feel a bit adrift without dear sister Carol in my world. Now for my original letter. How is this Lenten journey finding you? Are you thinking, oh crap, I totally forgot about Lent. Or maybe, this fasting for Lent thing is ridiculous and hard and too long and I hate it. If you're in either of those camps, all is grace, my friend. Seriously. The invitation of Lent to return to God with our whole hearts doesn't stop on Easter Sunday. Jesus is always awaiting our return. I'm feeling thankful to have stepped fully into Jesus' invitation to me this season. And I'm surprised by his sweetness towards me through it all. I have allowed Jesus to show me my truest self, a risky little game to be sure, but isn't love always risky, always moving us towards vulnerability? Even though I've had to face some habits for what they truly are, defense mechanisms, 
Jesus has helped me to see how letting down my guard with him actually brings me healing. And based on my conversations with many of you, I am not alone in my experience of growth during this season of Lent. I am excited, like giddy excited about the transformation I see happening in our lives, yours and mine. We are seeing how God honors the desire to return to him with our whole hearts. Oftentimes, the way we return to God, the way Jesus offers us healing and wholeness, is through mending relationships. Lent always includes confession, but this time around, we've been seeking the freedom and celebration this discipline of confession brings. After a few Sundays of giving a spiritual discipline spotlight on confession, I chose to take my own advice. Last week, after spending time with a friend, I found myself feeling remorse for some of the things I had said. I could have easily ignored Jesus' promptings to confess, easily excusing my comments because they weren't really all that bad and there was certainly no ill intent. But instead, I chose to take courage and respond to Jesus' invitation to confess. I sent my friend a note saying, I wanted to apologize for being flippant and unkind. I am sorry for allowing my words to slip out so carelessly. I pray they didn't wound you, and if they did any harm, I ask your forgiveness. The next day, she responded, I actually wasn't wounded at all by any of your words yesterday, but I sincerely thank you for caring. I hope I am always ready to ask for the forgiveness that you have. I think that's something most of us don't do enough. I love the honesty we're cultivating. Yes! This, I love the honesty we are all cultivating, my friend and me and each one of you. It's like I said in my last letter, truthfulness begets truthfulness. When one of us is willing to be vulnerable first, it paves the way for others. Not only does it clear the air, even if the air is only cloudy for one of you, but I think confession sets a few more stones in the foundation of a healthy relationship. I am so thankful Jesus gave me this prompt and the courage to follow through. Regardless of the path you have chosen to mark these 40 days toward the cross, I pray that you are experiencing the nearness and the love of Jesus. I pray you have found space to ask Jesus what he thinks of you, and I pray you have been surprised by his kindness. Even as Lent draws to a close, I pray you will continue to ask Jesus what he is inviting you to partake in or to let go of in order to be healed and made whole. As we look into the season of Easter, I find myself wondering, what would happen if we became intentional about inviting others to join us in this healing and wholeness work that Jesus is doing in us? If you're not sure what work Jesus is doing in your life or how you're being healed or made whole, I'd love to talk to you because I see the changes in your lives, my friends. And together, we can discern exactly how Jesus is at work in you. This is one arm of that spiritual direction relationship that I have with Sister Carol. Someone seeing what God is doing and calling attention to it. Being intentional about what Jesus is doing in us begins when we spot our own healing, our own growth, the way we're being changed. And that's all we need to tell others of the good work Jesus is doing in our lives. 
and stop to think for a minute how many people can you name off the top of your head who need the hope of Jesus, who need some sort of healing, some sort of wholeness. For me, being intentional to invite others to join in being healed and made whole by Jesus gives my life purpose. This kind of living sees every interaction as having a lasting effect. When we see every person, every scenario, every task as an opportunity to partner with Jesus in bringing his kingdoms, healing, and wholeness, it changes everything. This invitation always begins with Jesus, asking him, where are you at work here? How can I join you in the work you're already doing? And then the actual inviting could look a million different ways. Sometimes it means asking, how can I pray for you today? Yeah, it'll feel awkward at first, whether it's your best friend or your spouse or even a stranger, but it gets easier as soon as they know you're sincere. Maybe it looks like inviting someone over for leftovers or lingering conversation. Or maybe it'll come in the form of inviting someone to come to church with you on Sunday. Simple, I know, but it could make a profound and lasting impact. This intentional and invitational living is the real work Jesus has commissioned us to do, to go and tell everyone about the hope that we have, about the healing we're experiencing, and about the community we've found. If your lives are being transformed as much as I think they are, then I urge you, friends, to share your transformation with others and invite them to join us. This is the way forward. This is the way to grow. Let's not keep this healing to ourselves. Grace and peace to you.